Well, welcome back to the Grace and the Adventure of Leadership podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Sovereign Grace Churches Australia. And our hope is to help cultivate leadership in this podcast, which is fueled and formed by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm Riley Spring, and I'm here with Dave Taylor, and we are pastors of churches of Sovereign Grace here in Australia, and we are hoping that this podcast is helping you. Uh, last time we met, we were talking about how to be a gospel-centered church, and we looked at you know the mission statement that both of our churches now share, not because it's the mission statement you have to have, but just because we like it, and it's really helpful, um, that we want to build churches who are passionate about knowing, applying, and proclaiming the glorious gospel of mm. Jesus Christ. Today, what we want to talk about is that knowing peace, knowing the gospel, but not how that works functionally in the church or anything like that. What we want to focus on is how do you know the gospel personally and passionately as a follower of Jesus Christ and as a leader? And that's so important because, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Uh, and I think our personal love of the savior is one of the most important facets of how we lead anyone and it, in some ways it's the best thing we can ever give people is not just the message of the gospel but how it affects us so that's what we're going to be talking about today and basically where i want to begin dave is just i want to ask you if someone is you know in you know christian ministry or they're in business or they're a mom at home they're mm. working they somehow they found this podcast and that must yeah. be god <laughs> thank you dear mother <laughs> yeah um, that would be great and we hope it blesses you if you're not currently experiencing a deep love for the savior personally mm. and passionate about him or you're involved in ministry perhaps and it's sort of um you know the doctrine and you even preach it but it's not you're not brought to tears offered or joy or hands aren't raised. You're not mm. clapping. Not, you have to do those things. Mm. Um, what, what should you do? Where would you begin? Or how do you actually go about personally and passionately loving Jesus more for yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and an important one. And it's not uncommon, is it? Let's, let's, yeah. let's be honest. You know, what you're describing there is, is not uncommon for people in a Christian walk at different times. Um, sometimes people have never experienced maybe what you've just mm. talked about as in a real just passion for Jesus to the point of tears or exhilaration or, or applause. And, and other people, yeah, they've experienced it, but they're not experiencing it now, mm. if they're honest with themselves. And I think as pastors, we can get sidetracked with numerous things, numerous ministry things, numerous things we need to attend to and forget what it's all about. Yeah, the main thing. Um, yeah. I think the only way we can all do it is by paying attention to it, giving attention mm. to our souls. Mm. Um, and I think it does It does mean that. It does mean purposeful attention to our souls. It can't be avoided. Mm. Uh, John Stott it says the following. He says, The cross is a blazing fire at which the flame of our love is kindled, but we have to get near enough to it for its sparks to fall on us. That's a great image. Isn't it just... And I, I heard that years ago, C.J. Mahaney. Um, and he's, I think he actually heard him preach that and then he wrote it in Living the Cross Center mm. Life. And I thought that's so helpful. You know, the cross the cross is where it's going to happen. You know, for all of us, as our soul is being affected for Jesus, if we're going to get passionate about Jesus, mm. it's going to come as we gaze at the cross. But we do have to be deliberately gazing at the cross and spending near, near time near to the cross. Otherwise, the sparks, they don't. They don't form. Yeah, it's not magic. It can't. No, it is not. It is not. And I don't think it's even just praying. Oh, Lord, give mm. me a passion for the cross or a passion for you. I think it's important. 
But I think the things we probably need to do to position ourselves. Sort of like like Paul says to the Corinthians, I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. It was intentional. All right. So, so we have to give attention to our souls and um, that's, you know, we have to actually diligently pursue that or decide to do that if we want to have this joy and if we want to grow in our knowledge of the gospel. So how do you do that personally? Like talk us through, you know, you've been in ministry 20 years and Mm. leading. How do you maintain that passion for yourself? Yeah. Uh, Well, I wouldn't say it is 10 out of 10 all the time. You know, that there lies the point. It is something you have to give attention to. Mm. Otherwise, I think it goes. I think it is like that coal in the fire. Mm. If you come away for too long it's not that you're not in love with jesus or affected by jesus i just don't think you're amazed there's not that you know somebody just touches you and what comes out is the gospel um so you have to you have to tend to it i think there's a couple of things i've done i mean cj maney's book living the cross center life would be my number one recommendation yep i think that is one of those life-defining books which for me just helped me so much understanding the cross but also understanding how do we apply it and it's such a short book if you haven't read it it's just right. buy it on kindle yeah. or i don't yeah can, is it still in print i don't yeah. know i think you yeah. can get it somehow get you it. can get it you can get it in different languages just get that you know book. what if you're listening to this and you live in australia i have 15 copies of it oh. on my bookshelf i'm announcing a book giveaway oh i love a book here giveaway. we go we need it we need a Straight jingle the man ding 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 <laughs> First person to email in, and you would be the first person ever to email in. If you want the book, I'll send it to you. That's awesome. Send me your address. Okay. Living the Cross in the right. Life. Yeah. Well, I might, I've got to go because I've got to email in. Yeah. <laughs> Every book. But yeah, Living the, living the Cross in the Life. A couple of things that I learn in there um, from memory of, of, of things that have helped me. I think first was the, I mean, to get near the cross, you've got to feed yourself. So you've got to, got to actually do something. It is that decision. I find songs extremely helpful. Mm, yep. You know, songs tend to form the soundtrack of our lives. And so what we listen to, it informs it forms a lot of what's happening in our hearts. And so finding good gospel-centered songs, for me, I there, there are gospel-centered songs on in our house like all the time. Seriously, every day yeah. there's going to be songs. And um, I pick one usually to not to wake up to. I wake up and then I put one on mm. quite quickly. What was there one this morning? Christ will be my hideaway. Oh, that's that's a that's a feature regularly. I really like Do Not Fear as well. There's just so mm. many good ones, and then I tend to find something, and you're like, I'm just going to play that thing. And my wife usually says I plan to death, but I thoroughly enjoy it. But they feed my soul, stoking their embers. Absolutely, mm. and and I can and I can feel it. I feel mm. affected by it. I, on the same vein. I remember when I was about oh probably 22, 23, something like that, coming across a hymn. Oh, yeah. Now, I did not grow up on hymns. I grew up on choruses and, you know, more more Pentecostal uh, choruses by nature. And there's a place for that, praise God for. But I'd never read a hymn book because I thought hymns were for like, well, in Britain, very, very old people that don't really like singing very much. <laughs> and so I got hold of this hymn book and I was... These are like gold dust finds. Mm. Let me share, share a couple with you. I've got it here for you. So I can read a couple out. For example, and can it be? Oh, yeah. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain? For me, who him to death pursued? Amazing love. How can it be? 
that thou, my God, should die for Thank me. you, Lord. He left his father's throne above, so free, so infinite his grace, emptied himself to show his love, and bled for Adam's helpless race. Mm-hmm. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for oh my God, it found out me. And on it goes. I mean, when, you, when you're waking up and spending time in words like that, it, they just remind you of, of the road. And the list goes on. A debtor to mercy alone before the throne of God above. You read them through and they affect your soul. A debtor to mercy alone. A debtor to mercy alone of covenant mercy I sing. I come with your righteousness on, my humble offering to bring. The judgments of your holy law with me can have nothing to do. Wow. My Savior's hmm. obedience and blood hide all my transgressions from you. What was that one called? A debtor. A debtor to I haven't heard that one. Isn't it before? amazing? Yeah. It says here words by Augustus M. Top Lady. Ah. Oh, additional by Bob Coughlin. I think he's a bit younger oh. than uh, Mr. Top Lady, but wonderful. <laughs> he did um on the Top Lady did another great one as well. I can't remember. Oh, they yeah. yeah, wonderful hymns. So hymns, I find hymns and just good words get stuck in my head and become the thing. Man, help me personally a ton. If you haven't heard those, Sovereign Grace have four albums called Together for the Gospel, which are just hymns with Bob Coughlin playing piano and 10,000 pastors singing at these massive conferences. All trying to sing as low as they could. Yeah, and I highly recommend, I put that on often because that's just... Are you doing that as a giveaway? uh, uh, I don't... I haven't got it. (laughs) You can get it for free on Spotify, Apple Music. Okay, so, yeah. so yeah, man, I find songs extremely helpful. Another thing would just be regularly reviewing my testimony. Mm. You know, I think there's a principle in Scripture of just Ephesians, Ephesians 2. I mean, mm. take that, you know, as for you, you, you were, were dead. dead. Mm. Um, First Corinthians, remember who you were. Mm. And there's just, I think Paul wants us to remember. And I think sometimes we forget. And so deliberately walking down memory lane. And it's, it does not take me long personally to remember who I was, that 19-year-old guy that is working out whether he really wants to follow Jesus or not because the world looks pretty good. Mm. And Jesus looks okay, but maybe not. And then God just arresting my soul. And it become. I still remember it, and I, and as soon as I start thinking about it, it affects me because it was definitely not me choosing him. Hmm. You know, I was in the dungeon. I you was were. in the dungeon, and then it filled with light. I I was not. I was just facing both ways. I wasn't that into it, and then in a moment it became amazing. And, and as I think about it, it just reminds me. Yes, I did not come after the Lord. He came after me. I was a sinner before him. It was obvious. Imagine if he didn't, you know. Exactly, Imagine if he never exactly. did it. All, all the above. You know, right mm. now, brother, living for Jesus, one of the main things that keeps me passionately going for Jesus is remembering who I was. Hmm. You know, I, I, the whole idea that Paul talks about, about um, that your life, your life is not your own, being bought with a price. Mm. I feel it, you know. I feel it as in, yes, my life should have been really different. That's cool. But he arrested me. And so, you know, are we really sacrificing for him at all? So regularly reviewing my testimony is really good. And then just reading the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Just spending time in his his word and doing that unapologetically. Mm. And I I think one of the things I've realized, as I've said to you before, Riley, I've realized I'm not bright enough (laughs) 
or clever enough or gifted enough in time to become academically genius in lots of things. It's just not going to happen. So I decided many years ago, if there's one thing I really mm. want to understand and for it to grip me, it's the gospel. I want to be amazed by the gospel. And if that's all I all I get like amazed by, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm comfortable with that because I think everything else flows from that. And so those would be the things I do. What, what do you do? You know, when you feel your soul going cold, mm. what do you do? Well, I don't often think about my testimony so much, but the, the thing that helps me so much is to actually review my sin and to, because mm-hmm. once I start to see it all, like my life gets in perspective. It's like you start to go, oh yeah, I, I'm this, I'm that, I do this. I, I need the gospel, not just I needed it, but yeah. I need it for yesterday. I need it for this morning. Um, and so when I, when I how, count- how do you actually do that? So when you, so you're thinking about, what do you do? Just bring to mind sin? Yeah, basically. Um, I, I think of how selfish I can be. Uh, mm. I'm aware of just how many good things I leave undone. Um, and it's often, um, as I preach each week, there'll be something in the text that I'm like, I've got to apply this mm. to the congregation, but I don't do this. And, oh man, and thank you, Lord, that it's forgiven. And so, and I just think of just the general state of sinfulness that I was in, you know, Ephesians 2 teaches that for sure. And yeah. so I just, I, 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 I picture all the, the weight of my sin and then I picture Calvary and I, I, sometimes I actually picture it visibly in my mind of, of Christ, the savior taking upon every one of my sins and then rehearsing the, the reality that, you know, by faith I am justified. And so because I put my faith in him now, I just, I see them, you know, as Colossians 2 says, they're nailed to the cross and, you know, the debt no longer stands. And I, I just rejoice in, in that because when I, I think when I had a transition moment when I was about 16, 17, Mm -hmm. the thing that really changed my life was an understanding that I wasn't, uh, that like hell was real. And I was going there and God hates sin. And I remember reading Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God by Jonathan Edwards yeah. and weeping, you know, like beat, like basically tearing my, yeah, my, you know, like old school, Old Testament. And I, that's never left me. And whenever I can get to that place, that reorders my whole life. Um, and often in the preparation for a sermon that will come, um, listening to music that sometimes helps me to cut through the noise and yeah. it doesn't even have to be particularly good lyrically music but sometimes even just the music itself can help me to think and then I put the thoughts in there that are like theologically true mm. um, and CJ says in his book I was reviewing cross-centered life in preparation for this and he and this is so true in my life only those who are aware of God's wrath are amazed by God's grace and I think our culture wants to say things aren't that bad and you're not that bad and, yeah. and think positive. Yeah. But for me, yeah. it's the opposite. Yes. The worse I see myself, the more amazed I am and the more uh, passionate I am about the gospel because I look at my neighbors and they're lovely people. And But I want them to know that actually behind it all is, is terrible sin. And so that really helps me. Uh, another thing that really helps me is reading good guys that have a better view of the cross than I do. Good one. Who, 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 yeah. Yeah. So presently I'm reading, I've never read through cross of Christ by start fully. I've started and stopped many times and I'm, <laughs> I'm slowly working my way through, but just recently I was getting too distracted with all the COVID stuff and too, <laughs> I was, I was reading more about ivermectin, you know, than the gospel. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I 
Where, this is before, I think it was Sunday morning before a sermon. I was just like, I wonder what the ivermectin is. And then I'm like, what is going on? Right. And so I text you and I said, oh, I think I need to obsess over the gospel more than COVID. And mm-hmm. um, so I started, I pulled out Stott again and, and trying to finish it off. But I was Excellent. reading his chapter on the atonement and just different views. You know, you've got like the the um, the marketplace where you have the ransom. You've got the... The, the courtroom where you've got propiti- uh, sorry um, justification, you've got the temple where you've got propitiation and you've got the home and you've got reconciliation and these different angles at which you can see the cross and just, and he is one of those guys, the academic that just knows yeah. everything. Yeah, and so brilliant. I get to benefit from all of his <clears throat> Yeah, hang with smart guys. Um, and then I'm reading some Spurgeon at the moment. And again, he just had a way of, has a way of, expressing it in, in great words but embodying it even in yes. the soul of his writing and and for me that that leans my soul in back toward the lord in a way and gets me excited in a way that i can get excited about the nrl but when i'm when i'm around people who are excited about <clears throat> the cross it helps me to divert that passion yeah. more keenly in yeah, that way to the main thing yeah um but nrl is good and i you know i was <laughs> it is good too still but it should quite not sore. be as good as yeah yeah. So, okay. So we've got to attend to our soul. Uh, we need, you know, if we ever want to be personally and passionately uh, knowing the gospel, we've got to attend to our soul. Yeah. What would be your last word uh, as we round out the episode? What would you say to someone who um, maybe let's talk to maybe even a pastor mm-hmm. or someone considering pastoral ministry? What would you say about what is so central about knowing the gospel personally and passionately? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I, I think the, I think it's vital, because I think if we lose our passion for Jesus, we got nothing. Mm. There's just, there's just nothing. I mean, you're giving people then, what a group of doctrines, a group of techniques, or here's what you know, don't do as I do, do do what I say. I. Mm. And so my recommendation to that individual would be, to to be honest with themselves, mm. that's that that's where they've got to. And understand that it is never too late to come running back to mm. the cross. And what you find when you return to the cross is not an irritated king, but a kind and loving and merciful saviour that will amaze us mm. all over again. It's never too late just to run back. And so I think sometimes we major in the minor mm. and minor in the major. And I think it's time to just run to the Lord. Good. Go do business with him again. Yeah, you can never become too much of a student of the gospel. You can never know it enough. You can never plumb the depths of it. And yeah, and I think that's so good. Just go back and be be amazed afresh and be open that the Spirit of God can actually amaze you again. And and that would be my come in the humility um, by the power of the Spirit and just assume that He's going to amaze you. Yes, and He will. He will. Fantastic. Well, friends, I hope that helps you to personally and passionately know the gospel better in your life Um, if you'd like more information about sovereign grace churches australia head to www.sovereigngrace.com and you can find out more about us we have some exciting news coming up in the next couple of months which you'll see about ways that you can learn how to train with us uh, and learn um, you know gospel ministry and church ministry and church leadership uh, and we'll give you more details as that comes to life exciting all right see you next time thank you
Testing. All right. So this is Riley speaking from here. This is Dave speaking from right here by the sourworms. Sourworm corner. Oh yeah. Let me pull up from your notes so I can say the right thing. Are you going to give the spiel at the start? I am. I'll try okay, and yeah, get it. I'll try and get it right. Mm. Okay. Well, hello. Welcome back to the. <laughs> what is it called? Where's the jingle? Do, do, do.